you are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you fulfill your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. I'm Cookie Brothers. I'm here at our Tulsa Leadership Summit, and we've been excited this week because we've got to have Michael Howell and his whole family here uh, doing the praise and worship with us. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to sit down with Michael and kind of pull on his heart to see what God's saying to him right now in this season for the body of Christ and to the FCF family. Um, And I got to spend a little time with Michael and Sherry today. We went to lunch and got to share hearts and there was what I perceived was just really a divine connection. And um, through this week, as Michael and Sherry and the family have ministered here, um, they've mentioned you guys have mentioned multiple times to, to me and to all the family here how much you love the family of FCF. Oh my goodness, yes. There so, is an obvious difference here. Um, I think this is the third year maybe that we've, mm-hmm. we've come down and it's so recognizable just the authenticity mm-hmm. in the hearts of the people. It's not just part of you guys' mission statement. Right. Isn't relationship is in there? Yeah, Three you bet. things. Connect. Yeah. You bet. Uh, it, it it really is real, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful for it because I believe that um, it's very important to God for mm-hmm. us to connect to the rest of the body of Christ Amen. in that way. Amen. Love it. Well, the one thing I wanted to ask you in the conversations that we've had that you brought up were two different areas that the Lord's really been working in your heart. So I wanted to find out from you tonight. What do you feel is a vital and important message in this season for the body of Christ? Well, since we're talking about family, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, where my family is right now, Mm -hmm. um, I I feel so blessed to kind of a little bit of our backstory. Sherry and I were both raised in pastor's homes Mm -hmm. and um, so thankful, so grateful for that heritage. And uh, we both had really close to our parents, still close to this day um, with them. And um, with our growing up in the Christian world, we saw a lot of kids that were the children of ministers Mm -hmm. that were neglected or um, didn't fully receive what God intends a child on earth to receive from their mother and father. Yeah. And so we really purposed in our hearts and felt like our path was to really disciple our kids first. Mm -hmm. And so we traveled, um, had a traveling ministry from the time, full time from the time they were, I think they were maybe five, six, seven, somewhere around in there. For about a decade, we were on the road full time. I mean, slamming. There were times we'd come home after three months, check our mail. I remember one time we came in, checked our mail, we're in our house for like 30 minutes and got on a plane wow. and went somewhere else. Wow. But um, our kid, we, we committed to always have our kids with us. Yeah. We just took them everywhere. And that meant we were always buying extra plane tickets and mm-hmm. just having small children with you. It, mm-hmm. it, it was, I don't want to say sacrifice because I'm so grateful for it sure. now. But family was really a big priority to us. I remember a friend of mine in ministry said, you know what, when my kids were really little, he said, you know what, if you can disciple your kids first amen that you've really done something yes. and, and that really stuck with me and so we 
endeavor to do that. Obviously, we didn't do everything perfect, but by the grace of God. Amen. And because, uh, you know, just by faith, we asked God for his help, and he really helped us. Now we have kids that have grown up in the ministry, grew up on the road, grew up late nights, early mornings, different church every weekend, but they love God mm -hmm. and they love ministry because we made them a priority. Now our kids are out with us like this week. Joe, Michael, and Sarah are out with us. They're in the band. We're singing songs that they wrote, mm -hmm. and it's just a dream come true to me. So that was kind of a long answer, but it's a long awesome. setup for what I'm about to say, but being with my family and ministry is a dream come true. Mm -hmm. Maybe even a dream that I didn't know I had until it started happening. And I realized we can do this together now, Yeah. Uh, now that they're this age. And um, the Lord really dropped in my heart. Kind of the message that he's put in us is my dream is family. Mm -hmm. And I would say it if I was getting up to speak, God's dream is family. Mm -hmm. That's how I would start this. Yeah start this sermon, God doesn't need anything. Mm -mm. He wants us. Yes. And from the very beginning, when I look at Adam and Eve in the garden and I look how God so lavishly supplied mm -hmm. everything that they needed and he chose to have fellowship with them and mm -hmm. walk with them in the cool of the day. Um, that's, that's how I feel that God feels about us. Yeah. And so what we experience as family in the body of Christ and in our own, in our biological families here, is just a, a, a taste of the affection and the love and the desire that God has to be close to us. And I look at the, uh, the entrance of Jesus into the earth, and I see um, there's a scripture in the Bible that, that says, I'm really bad with scripture references, That's but okay, I will I take too. the time to look it up. That's okay, I'm the but, same way. But uh, I believe it's, I know it's in John where um, Jesus says, um, you've got your heads buried in the message. It says you've got your heads buried in your Bibles and you can't see the forest mm. for the trees. Mm -hmm. Here I am standing right yes. in front of you. So we know that Jesus came on the scene and he was not what everybody was expecting right. because people's perspective of who God is was wrong. Mm -hmm. It was just off. Up until that point, people saw God as, yes, the creator, but the judge. And there was like this distance in their approach to him. Mm. But when Jesus came, he said, yes. I came to show you the father. Yeah. And people wigged out yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he brought this intimate dynamic. Right. And, and, and the word he used was Abba. Yeah. Our word for Abba is daddy. Yes. He said, hey, I came to show you who your daddy is. That's right. And and that was a turnoff yeah. to people because how can you say that about God? God the creator, God the judge. Mm -hmm. But Jesus in his in his ministry, all throughout his ministry, he introduces this family dynamic. I came to show you the father. Should not this daughter of Abraham, yeah. you know, that was a theme in his ministry. Um, even in in when he was on the cross, he said, look, John, here's your mother. That was important to him. The family dynamic was paramount in his ministry and in him communicating the nature and character of God to Love us. It. And so um, in talking about FCF mm -hmm. and being here this week, it just charges me even more on the inside to really be purposeful in, in connecting with 
the body of Christ because there is a life flow mm-hmm. that you and I only get when we're together yeah. as a body. Yeah, it's true. We're all joined together through Christ, and it's a desire, a great desire. I, I believe the paramount desire mm-hmm. of God. I see God all throughout the course of history. His mercy just chasing after us. Yes. We do the dumbest things and got off track, and he says, hey, don't do this, do this. And, of course, we just do the mm-hmm. opposite. I look at the exodus of the children of Israel yeah. and how, you know, they're they're wandering around the desert turning this 11-day trip, I think it is, into, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, still God yes. is faithful. Still God did bring them to the mm-hmm. promised land. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give up on us. He's always been pressing. Always his mercy has always been chasing after us because he just wants his family. Yeah. He just wants us to experience him and his goodness and his love to the fullest. Amen. I was thinking when you were talking there about how God is for families and wants families. I was thinking about when, because when you talked about in the garden, it, it took me back to the second that, not the second, but, you know, early on, as soon as the enemy was able first to, you know, bring division in the marriage. Then he brought division in the family where a brother rose up and killed a brother. And so if we can see from the very beginning, the enemy has understand the power of the family and tried to destroy it. Then how much more should we in this day and age understand the need to protect it? (laughs) Yeah. To preserve it. Yeah. And to let it be the example that God wants it to be to the rest of the world of how he plans to love us for eternity. Absolutely. And you know, it's not it's not like it's an easy thing. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, we we sometimes I think it's easy for us to to use our faith for a thing. Mm-hmm. But a, a higher use really of our faith yes. is to use faith for each other. I just I said the scripture pop up in my yeah. heart. Um but it, it it's it requires us um, to walk in relationship and to to um, to have the depth of relationship that God wants us to have, mm-hmm. we can't be self-centered. Right. Um, exactly Romans right. eight. That's Romans good. eight. I think is where this is. Do I have time on the yes, podcast? Yes, we're good. To read we're good. <laughs> totally good. Let me find it here. Okay. Okay. Let me just. Can I just read this whole yeah, thing really quick? It. This is starting in Romans twelve, and I'm sure I'll get to the nitty gritty here. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. Isn't that an awesome yes. scripture? I love that. Absolutely. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you, living then as every one of you does in pure grace. It's important that you do not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing the goodness of God, this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. And this way, we are like the various parts of the human body. 
each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole. That tells me that we can't even yeah. be fully ourselves and who God calls us to be outside the body. Yes. Not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Mm-hmm. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. Mm-hmm. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So, since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts of the Christ body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something that we aren't. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, Just help. Don't take over. Hello. (laughs) If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouragement and guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. (laughs) If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. Mm -mm. (laughs) If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. That's like parenting tips. <laughs> I tell you what. Isn't it? I mean, if we that's could amazing. Just, yeah, if we could just, it's simple. It's not easy, but it's mm-hmm. simple. If we can just keep our eyes off of self, stick to what God's put in our heart mm-hmm. to do. Don't compare ourselves to other people. Mm-hmm. Be patient. Be kind. Be loving with one another. Mm-hmm. The fruit of that mm-hmm. is really fulfilling what we're supposed to do on every level we find that in the body of christ amen that's awesome thank you for sharing that yay okay i'm going to ask you a couple personal questions come on okay what are you reading what are you reading right now (laughs) (laughs) i love that what are you reading right now what do you what what books are you a big are you an avid reader i'm not an avid reader but i can tell you a book that is really impacted me mm-hmm. recently is a book called Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. Okay. Um, he is a believer, but I don't think that this is necessarily a Christian book. He's mm-hmm. really been in the business world right. uh, and is a therapist for right. heavy hitter right. uh, people. And wh- one of the things that I love about this book is, especially with all the transition that seems to be happening globally, mm-hmm. our world is changing. Yeah. And so in order for us to step into the new places that God has for us, Mm -hmm. some things have to end. Yeah. In order to get to the next thing, there are necessary endings. And in dealing with other people, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just time for a change, time for a move. And we can't be so gripped on the way it's always been or what we're comfortable Mm -hmm. with and hold on to something that's less than what God has for Mm -hmm. us next. So it's it's really impactful, really, really good book. Okay. And um, whose uh, podcast or teaching gift are you listening to the most right now, would you say? Uh, well, Kenneth Copeland is just mm-hmm. the, there's something happening with him for me. He's mm-hmm. kind of like, he turned me on to, to a Word of Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a message from the 2016 Believers Convention. It's 2 o'clock on Friday. Okay. <laughs> Thank and you. it's called Living in the Overflow. Okay. Basically, this message to me is the ultimate message for all believers that we should be so blessed that God's blessing overflows. For yes. instance, if if a tornado's coming and my house is blessed, God's protection's on my house, guess what? My whole street is blessed because of the overflow of the blessing in That's my right. life. And just living living in the, the blessed life, not just for you, but for everybody around exactly. you. 
Andrew Womack is the bomb mm -hmm. for me. Um, Joseph Prince, love his teaching on grace, rocked my world. Mm -hmm. um, Robert Morris, mm -hmm. uh, his Holy Spirit series is amazing. We're all over the place. That's we awesome. love it. Love, but that's love how, good that's, teaching. I mean, you know, my dad, the founder of FCF, he was the he always exposed the FCF family to all aspects of the body of Christ yeah. and said, "We have to the Bible says we're to discern yeah. the body." Yeah. You know? And so in his mind that meant we have to be able to be led by the Spirit and receive what we need to receive sure. from these gifts yeah. God puts in the body. So yeah to cut ourselves off and say, this is all I'm going to listen to. Absolutely. We're cutting off our own hands and feet. Yeah. You may have a miracle guy, a guy that's, that's a minister that's anointed for miracles mm -hmm. and, and get impartation and receive your faith gets built up. Yeah, and and exactly. maybe there are some other things that he's still growing in that you've got, but we can still get the part. I think your granddad said too, you got to eat the hay and spit, spit out, out the, the sticks. Yeah. That's it. And so, that's um, it. so yeah, I, I, I love Stephen Furtick. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. uh, uh, David Crank. A lot of younger guys mm -hmm. that are really full of faith that yeah. I, I listen to too. But I okay, just... I'm going to ask you one last question. Favorite song right now that you could just play over and over? Oh my goodness, do I have to pick one? Uh huh. I know that's hard um, for you being a worship leader. I think probably the song "Great Are You, Lord." Mm -hmm. um, I, just, I love anthems yes. that that make God big. Jeremy Pearson's preached the other night, mm -hmm. and he talked about magnifying. Yes. You can magnify your problems or you can magnify God. And uh, he said, when you magnify, get a magnifying glass, and you magnify the words on the page, the words don't necessarily get bigger, but they get bigger to you. Yeah. And when we magnify God, we, we and we sing, Great Are You, Lord. Mm -hmm. To me, a song like that is an anthem for the church. Because no matter what we're going through, we have to remember God's bigger. He's, so He's greater. Bigger. His power, His resurrection power Amen. can get the dead Amen. out of the ground. I you know? love it, so, Yeah. Thank you. Oh Thank you for gosh. taking Thank the time you, to be Cookie. with us today. I love you guys. Love I love FCF. Guys. I love what you teach and what you stand for. And we got to figure out how to make this official Amen. somehow. Yes. We will. We will. Thank you, Michael. Thank love you. you. Love you, too. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you fulfill your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Thank you for joining us today.